Welcome to Horrorscape. I'm Luke. I'm Ricky. And I'm Rebecca. Hey guys, thanks for joining us here again. And um, this time we're looking at probably a favorite between all of us and hopefully yours too. But we're checking out John Carpenter's The Thing. A research team in Antarctica is hunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims. So yeah, um, this is somewhere in between, I guess, the the timeline of, of Thing movies, because we've got the original one, which was what, the, the Thing from Outer Space? The Thing from Outer Space, 1951. Or Another World, whatever. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Howard Hawks, 1951. <laughs> Old. Uh, same concept, and then uh, I do know there's a. Is it uh, technically like a? It's, it's not a prequel. A remake. It's a prequel. Yeah, yeah. It's a prequel. Yeah. I've never seen also it honestly, but thing. it's eh, it's okay. Well, I've never I, had a desire to rewatch it, but yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate. <laughs> it's got a woman in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah. unfortunate in that it, in my mind, is trying to associate itself with like one of in my opinion, the best horror movies, you know, and it, I know it's gonna not even come close, probably. Uh, it, it, honestly, well, it's, it's already at a disadvantage, yes. Yes. Also, they're all supposed to be Norwegian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and four of them are. <laughs> it's the same with Doctor Sleep. I haven't quite made that either. For the same reason. Yeah, Doctor Sleep... Doctor Sleep, I actually really enjoyed, but I've heard good you know, things, you know. Yeah, I thought it was. I saw it in the theater, and um, I really had a good time. I yeah, so I don't know, but um, yeah, this. Mm, 
it's it's really i've never seen the thing from the thing from another world i guess that's what it's called um yeah. and i only saw the thing the 2011 prequel the one time and i don't know i just don't even think about those really it, mm -hmm. it, apparently this is a more accurate um <clears throat> adaption of the original novel that is yeah. based off of who goes there yeah goes there. so i guess was it a novel or a short story oh it's a short I, story oh yeah yeah because it's like one of those um you've seen like the pulp like fantasy story magazines or yeah. whatever like um working in virginia tech special collections for the longest time like they have such an awesome collection of just like pulp sci-fi and horror like magazines luke have you ever like gone through those have you ever gone down there and hey what happens if you no. check those out and not bring them back well, uh, you can't check them out. Leave. That's the <laughs> yeah. You can't. You check them out, but you have to stay in the reading room. That's the whole rule of special. I was, special I was thinking of the whole video store scam. You know. Yeah. No. It's mostly like with special collections. It's. I mean, it's like mostly for researchers. So it's just like common knowledge that if you want to come and use something in special collections, you got to set aside like a day in special collections like, gotcha. in the room. Yeah, because they're not uh, going to let you take <clears throat> them out. Well, dang. Yeah, I never yeah. made it. I worked so many evening shifts there. I just, I, they were always they yeah. close at five. I just whatever. like, um, I was given a chance when I was a, a grad student there to do because I was doing part of my um, assistantship in special collections. I did like half of my hours there. And they asked me to do like a special little display in the library. I mean, it was just like one display case, but I got to pick the topic. And so I picked, um, like women sci-fi writers and so i got to like spend a lot of time in those nice collections and it's super cool so so every time i think about the original story for this i think about like those magazines which are super cool hmm. yeah it had a, a cool cover or the, those covers are always super cool and... yeah luke i think you and i follow that instagram account that's got that yes. shares <laughs> yeah. yeah we follow the same one um yeah anyway though we're talking about the thing 1982 yes. john carpenter <laughs> yes and in, in my personal opinion and uh, i don't know if this would be controversial to say or not but uh my favorite of john carpenter's work as a whole i think this is him at like at his class. best yeah, yeah i think yeah. i would have to agree i mean i don't think that's controversial at all really yeah. I, I mean think a, lot of, a lot no, of no but i think a lot of people Halloween would agree with you michael Myers, no, no, no. Kind of shit but you know no i think a lot of people yeah. would agree with you and that's um, not the third shade on anything else he's done because he's a great no, filmmaker no, but a bunch of this is yeah. yeah this is the peak of the mountain and you know and he, then, he clearly had like a little better budget on it and maybe a little more at the same time freedom yeah. um but well, you know, and it's just all the right ingredients. It's funny too, though, that um, I think <clears throat> a lot of people know this already. But this, this when it came out, people were like, "What is this, John? Like, this is like critics especially were like, this isn't real good. They're a little disappointed. Yeah, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, they thought it was slimy. mostly just nasty. Yeah. Um, I know that. Uh, I remember you're Roger nasty, Ebert John. saying, "Yeah, pretty much saying you're nasty, John." <laughs> um yeah i mean that's pretty much all people focused on and there wasn't much else but of course and i i remember reading like i know that that kind of like crushed john carpenter because he was yeah yeah he you was like tell how upset. much yeah you can tell just how much 
blood, sweat, and tears went into this because this is a finely crafted movie. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it just took time. It's pretty close to, in my eyes, as uh, perfection probably can get. There, yeah. There's several that hits that for different reasons, but you know, this one's up well, there with with that. Yeah, that and it's kind catalog. of yeah, it's kind of extra funny too because I think I, I think I also read that it came out. Like on the same day as Blade Runner, which had a similar box um, office, similar <laughs> box office <laughs> failure when it came out, yeah. yeah. And then now, and they're now... just like Titan, like classics. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's that kind of thing, and that happens to a lot of movies that we consider now really, really good that came out and people just, I guess, weren't ready for, or I don't know, but that seems to be the case with a lot of. You know, movies in, in in my book of you know high caliber ones because the Exorcist, I mean, kind of was. I don't know. It drew like a big crowd, but for a different reason. Yeah, the Exorcist. You know? Yeah, that that's because the PR around yeah. it was same with was The Shining. So, you know, it wasn't yeah. like highly regarded either at the time, and that you know a lot of mm-hmm. and, and more along those lines. You know, that, that tends. There's definitely some correlation between. You know, it may it it being a little bit ahead of its time. I mean, that's the whole reason that phrase Wrong exists. Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing that the thing and the <laughs> exorcist... Oh, uh. <laughs> what the exorcist and the thing share, I think, is I noticed um, a lot of reviews just focused on, like, how nasty the special effects are and everything. And with the exorcist, it was like, hey, every people are like vomiting and fainting Mm -hmm. in the theater so it was more like people would mention like oh hey you know if you want to like dare your friends to go and like kind of brave this experience um it was more of like a visceral thing than anyone talking about like anything else about what makes these movies what they are so it's you know it's kind of a shame nobody was talking about kurt russell's beard (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and me too i mean just every it, it seems like every single time i watch this the like the the effects like the practical effects of them just blow me away like every yeah. single time like hands down it he'll like know. notice something new like uh he didn't notice before because there's so much like little details just on you know on those close-ups and you and you know signs of being good practical effects yeah like your mind you kind of forget oh that's not a real living creature yeah yeah and i think i told you guys that um when i watched this for this like i've seen it a million times before but i watched it with someone who hadn't seen it before and it was really well it was just really rewarding because like (laughs) the the like physical reaction that he had to the effects was you know like showed like just Mm. how effective those still are you know, just like the sounds that he would make, and like just kind of the you know, like physical cringing. Um, the, the, how happens. many times he vomited? Yeah, uh, he didn't vomit. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He didn't vomit. He's a little more stable than that, but it, you I'm know, sweating the panic. <laughs> it was just you know where you can feel someone kind of like you know like sitting back into the couch when they when something happens that's particularly gross and impressive and yeah. uh, it's just, just like a nice payoff yeah just letting it happen to them it's like being affected yeah. by it <clears throat> yeah and i would say too you know this would be 
I don't, I don't know very many people that feel this way, but it's probably just because of it's based off the people I know. But you know, um, if there's someone that that is somewhat on the side of you know digital effects or or, or practical effects aren't going to uh, be as as real looking or whatever as digital effects are these days, like this is an example I would show yeah. them. Watch that, this you know, show. not only can practical effects like look really good, <clears throat> but they can actually be better, like far, mm-hmm. far better. Because you know, back then you 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 didn't go in with the idea that anytime you see anything kind of, um, you know, that I guess out of the realm of reality, you know, today you watch movies like, oh, that's clearly you know a computer thing. You know, it automatically takes you out of out of the, the yeah. experience yeah your and, your brain yeah. can tell that like that thing is not really there yeah and but, i know that they shot some stop motion footage for this but john carpenter was like okay no that's too fake and i'm not having it in this yeah um, yeah there's like maybe one little bit at the end you know right when he's like ah fuck you too yeah. a little bit of stop motion there but it's not enough to like take you out i mean and i, I truly feel like there was only that one scene that kind of maybe the the practical effects felt a little hokey to me um and it was the the defibrillator scene where the hands go through and like the weird teeth in the stomach oh no yeah i mean just that one particular scene with the hands going through and the way the stomach looked like that looked a little hokey to me but then again you the scene after that where you actually see you know that kind of morph into that weird head thing creature i don't know but you know then it just like immediately makes up for it you know after that because that's you know i love one of the about... most iconic scenes in the movie but yeah the the whole hands through the the chest and then like the chest bite thing I don't, that seemed a little hokey to me but i don't know i don't know i love uh hearing about how they actually did that though is uh they had uh obviously those are fake arms but they filled with basically oh, yeah. jello and uh they had a actor come in who actually had amputated arms wear them and get his arm the fake arms bitten off and they made a mask of the actor who played doc and just put it on the guy and it's did all this just for this two kind of two second scene of showing you know the full frame of the doc reacting to it and screaming mm-hmm. even though it's not really <laughs> the same actor just to just to make it more fucked up <laughs> just yeah. like for two seconds of a shot and i love that uh, attention to detail but yeah it's kind of like uh kind of how they did at the end of um a uh, sleepaway camp with uh putting the mask of the of the actress on that naked boy yeah oh yeah it's like it was the most ridiculous sounding thing but it, like it fucking works <laughs> yeah put a mask on somebody i think i think i'm pretty sure you know that's the only time i thought the the effects, like I said, were a little strange. Um, the only other thing that kind of made me giggle a little bit, and I'm surprised this is the first time I noticed it, was uh, when you have McCready and, and I forget the guy's name going to check out the Norwegian base the first time. And they, yeah, they walk in and, you know, kind of see the, the weird ice looking chiseled out thing. And then when they first walk in, though, you can see like these icicles swinging back and forth. And I'm like, wait a second. That's not right, but I did not pick up on that. Yeah, there, there's icicles that are swinging. Like it's only a few of them, but they're like, like wind chimes. Yeah, like wind chimes. <laughs> and I was like, wait a second, 
That's not right. Icicles don't swing. Icicles don't move like that. <laughs> That's the only thing I... I... When Ricky realized the rest icicles. of the movie was probably a dream. Yeah. <laughs> McCready was... was just drunk in his shack. Just thinking back, I was like, yeah, there's a This the is only... a great advertisement for whatever whatever like whiskey they're drinking. Jim yeah. Beam. Somebody J actually. No, it's J and B, man. It is not Jim Beam. It is J, &B. J and B, sorry. J and B, yeah. Jim Beam, J and B. Uh yeah. I'm not a whiskey guy. Uh but uh somebody was uh reviewed this at the time when it came out and said it's just uh actually I think it was the director of the original movie of the original thing from the other world, another world. He said, oh, this whole movie's just a J&B commercial. Oh, really? He said that? <laughs> and honestly, I oh. never noticed how often uh, McCurdy I mean, it's all the time. He's always he drinking is. that. He's yeah. got that bottle with him oh, all the time. He's always drinking it. He's always thinking about drinking it. He's always <laughs> saying, like, hey, I'm going to go to my shack and get drunk. He's always, <laughs> he's always pouring it into the computer when he's upset at it. Which, um, that, okay, this is 1982. That computer must have been like $6,000 or something like that. Oh, more than that. Yeah, and he For just sure. wrecks it because he gets pissed off because he can't beat it in chess. You think anybody else wanted to play that, maybe? They're only stranded in Antarctica for months. I mean, they had like a pinball machine and stuff. I mean, yeah, but a high tech <laughs> computer that plays chess, like that's some cool shit at the time. I mean, well, they had another computer, at least one other computer. Did it have games installed? That I was don't the know. That was the <laughs> I chess. I do not know. That was the chess master. It was specifically <laughs> created for playing chess on and fucking McCready fucked it. If this good thing for this thing thing, this thing thing happened, thing or thing. somebody be like, Hey, I wanted to play chess. Oh, you know, that does suck because it's also the first wink of winter, apparently. Yeah, the first and he's going to break the chess, the chess that master sucks. on the first week of winter. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, is kind of an asshole. Really move. rude. And yeah. that's also government property. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so how did a bunch of whiskey end up in this computer? Well, well, she was a cheating bitch. She was a cheating bitch. <laughs> it's a computer, McCree. Um, also, what I love about this movie. Um, sometimes you get the, uh, as Ricky would call it, the dog soldier syndrome, where you have a big group of uh, of of uh, cast of characters trapped in a situation, and they're almost non distinguishable from each other. This movie does not have that problem. Yeah, I was no. gonna say, thank God no. that's not the case here. Definitely um, not the case here. Um... And also, you like just get the sense of that they do like know each other so well. Like they're almost like a family, except they hate each other. Like they clearly don't like each other. Like, they all, but, they all at least. But have they their look own out for each other. Yeah, and they yeah, have they their own personalities. Like... like you can tell, even if you can't remember their names, you can at least tell them apart based yeah. on yeah. Like, how the they look. Head. Like they look, they all look different. And, yeah, yeah. Distinguishable I mean, that helps a lot. Like that's the problem with dog soldiers and. That's well, shake head like they all <laughs> that's a problem yeah that's shake the problem heads and with, cockney i'm gonna say i'm gonna say like um it's kind of a tangent but it's kind of related like um when i first went to college when i was going to virginia tech and i was going in as a history major i was like really excited because i was like oh i'm going in as a history major and they're going to be a bunch of cadets in my classes and i thought that i would be like attracted to them I absolutely was not because they, the cast of dog souls. Well, well, here's the thing is they all look the same. Like you can't, <laughs> like, I just, 
I just like developed a blanket like revulsion to all of them because they all looked the same. And I just I was like, well, I was I was very much mistaken going in here. Um Have like he really features. That's the problem. That's the problem is like all their hair is gone and they wear the same clothes. And that's just not first of all, I'm a hair person. So if you don't have any hair, then sorry, probably gonna have to work a little harder. But that's Lex Luthor. So you're Lex <laughs> Luthor. That don't impress me much. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, that's that's part of the problem is just the indistinguishable quality of, I guess, these groups of military men. But um, thank God that's not a problem here. Oh, um, yeah, yeah there, there's plenty of because if because if I'm looking characters. for hair, look no further than RJ <laughs> McCready. Yeah. With that fucking... Very easy to remember McCready, because it's fucking Kurt Russell. <laughs> it's Kurt Russell, and he's got that amazing hat that oh. he wears in the Man, helicopter. Man, his glasses. And the glasses? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my lord. <laughs> the only two characters I probably almost get confused is uh, Palmer and uh, the guy on the radio. Yeah, there's a Windows? couple, but I mean, they're Windows, in the Windows, yes. oh, I, yeah. Windows kind of stuck out to me, I guess just because. It's well, I, I'm just but, saying yeah. just at a glance, because they both have curl, big curly hair, yeah. but Palmer's clean shaven and Windows has a beard. So it's not like the most difficult thing. I was just saying the only two that could possibly get confused, for, especially if somebody's watching it for the first time. Like, yeah. Um, oddly enough, also, spoiler, that Palmer kills Windows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's there right. can only be one curly-haired man. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, I gotta bring up the Wilford, the diabetes in the room. <laughs> diabetes in the room. <laughs> oh, no. This is probably my favorite Wilford, one of one of my favorite Wilford performances. And also, he is so he's playing so against type in this movie because he doesn't have a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> so at first, you're like, "Wait, is that Wilford Brimley?" Oh, <laughs> yep, that's Wilford Brimley. Well, he did eat too many little Debbies and go crazy in that. Computer. <laughs> I'll kill you. That, that sugar. He did. He's like yeah. axe wielding. Oh. Yeah. That... Best scene. One of the best scenes in the movie is. He got that sugar hot, man. He got. He was. They were trying to put him to bed, give him his medicine. Like no. Yeah. You need to take Smash. a shot. You ate too many little Debbies. Like, lock him in the. Lock him in the shed. I'm gonna send you to hell. He wanted to be us. You know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, I guess. I am. Is he the first person in this movie to have a breakdown, basically? Um, or, or is. I'm trying yeah. to remember. So, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, he goes like early. True... I think he. Ha yeah, yeah, he has. He's a... relatively chill up in the, to this point. Until Wait. he starts. Am I he just goes something? mad. He just starts swinging an axe around and shooting guns at people. Yeah, for yeah, no starts, apparent reason. Oh, yeah, he destroys the radio. He destroys the computer. <coughs> yeah, he's uh, in the, the room the with helicopter. the helicopter. Yeah, the helicopter. Wow. Yeah. Snowcat. He's saying no one's getting out of here. Right. Yeah. So he's saying that, you know, once, which is, you know, the, the grand scheme of, What's really going on here is is he knows that if it 
it's most likely out. going to get out if they don't all die. Right, so. right, right. Because he's the one who runs that little like uh, that little what's it on the computer. Which the... I have to point out, I love that. That's the uh, explanation, basically, for how this is. It's kind of quick and quick, and uh, it tells you everything you need to know. It, that you know, and, and to to not this have like calculation. some long. Yeah, no long-winded explanation. Of course, like, throughout the movie, they are having their own hypothesis on different things or different ways to handle it, different ways to test. But, you know, this just quick and dirty, just for Blair to just be like, oh, that's what's at stake. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, wondering about this program that's, that's like, oh, it's yeah. This... Very advanced. I'm glad that <laughs> Mac didn't pour some whiskey in that one. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God Jeez. he wasn't playing chess against this Don't one. ever tell me the odds. Sorry, that's <laughs> <not> solo. <laughs> Well, speaking of Han Solo, I think the, per Russell, the yeah was pretty close to getting it. Well, um, you mean Harrison Ford? You said oh. Kurt Russell was pretty close to getting it. I would say he's very close to getting it. Almost, no, no, almost say that he got it. No, no, Russell, no, Russell was pretty close to getting the role of Han Solo. Oh, okay. Well, that's. Are funny you saying because... Harrison Ford almost got this role? No, no, no. I'm saying the the person who wrote the script for this. Um, had him in mind oh, for well. for McCready. Um, I could that would have worked well. I mean, that yeah, was, no, I, I, I feel like the well, of course, you know, this is it's the reality we live in. But I feel like the casting is pretty spot on. I think. Yeah. It'd be, oh yeah, know, yeah. I'm not it, saying replace him, but I think. I well, think yeah, Ford, and I don't think Ford would have works in a role like this. Is one. Well, I'm I don't even think he was offered the role. Already. I think he was just in mind for the by the writer the people who offered the role and turned it down i think were um uh nick nolte and oh, <laughs> and no there's one more um oh jeff bridges uh, okay which bridges i could see a little bit pretty... more i could yeah. see bridges wearing that i could see jeff hat. bridges yeah <laughs> i could see jeff bridges i don't know about anyone else who i've heard yeah. I mean, I mean, it's almost impossible now to think of anyone other than Kurt Russell in this role. But oh, definitely. It, yeah. I mean, like, I could, I could kind, I could, I think, start to see Jeff Bridges in this role. But he'd that's be, like the only one. He'd be fucking hanging out with Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> one thing yeah, I, I really thing out there, whatever. I really like about the movie is, um, I feel like it's. You while watching it, I'm trying to think about it the first time I've seen it, because uh, I was thinking about that watching it this time, and there's like clear and defined segments, at least for me, to where there's at the when a thing happens, your brain just says "oh shit," but in a different like manner. If that makes <laughs> any sense. Oh shit! Yeah. So so so. Oh thing, my shit! Let me explain it for a second. Yes, please explain that a little. Okay. Further. So, so at the beginning of the movie, you know, you got the, you kind of have like the weird, the the dog running, all this kind of stuff. The these Norwegians are trying to kill this dog, and you're like, oh shit! Like these Norwegians are killing this dog. Like why? I really hate that. Like these mm -hmm. these guys are bad people. Like what's going on there? And then when they go to investigate the Norwegian base, you kind of realize like there's some weird something going on that's outside this and you're like oh shit like there's something crazy going on here like mm -hmm. what's going on and then you know the first time again you see like the dog you take the first time you're like oh shit 
Like this thing is crazy. Like with it's it's like mutated. Bad dog. Yeah. Bad dog. <laughs> Down. Yeah. So it's, it has you having like oh shit moments, but for completely different reasons than why mm-hmm. e- each segment is a different reason for that moment. But that's not you know connected really to the first reason you had that moment. Oh, I see so, what you're saying. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I even... also gotta say that Doc and Mac are pretty chill about finding a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> they just... are pretty laid back about that. Um, <laughs> like, oh, shit! I like when that kind of yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that kind of yeah. that kind of brings me back to the moment I always laugh at when they're like discussing this whole possibility or whatever, and Kurt Russell just gets fed up and he's like, "I don't know, some alien spaceship came and crashed here thousands of years ago. What do you want from me?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a simple alcoholic helicopter pilot. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, Kurt. <laughs> I guess you're right. Um, yeah, you are. You are correct. They're remarkably chill about just finding this thousands of years old alien spaceship crashed in the ice. Holy hell! Look at would you look at that? <laughs> and speaking of the dog from earlier, like that Great dog, dog actor is yeah. Su- yeah. that might be like the best dog actor I've ever seen. Like, yeah. eat your I, eat your heart out, Air Bud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think. Yes, the dog's name. I I looked it up just because I love him so much. The dog's name is Jed. Oh, Jed the dog. He Dope. is the best animal actor I've ever seen. I love him. Yeah, really. Like good. when when he walks into the uh, the kennel and he's just like doing this unnatural doggy walking, and it's just like that's the uh, this yeah. It's just like seeing that. It's like how did they get the dog to do that? Like that. The dog I mean, is remarkably controlled in its yeah. movements. That's the thing is, and and that's why it's um that's why it's so off putting and so good yeah. is because this you're dog, seeing a real dog acting this fucking. It's weird. moving. <laughs> it's moving so deliberately. Like yeah. you you do not see a dog move that deliberately unless it's like it's stalking something you know but Which but i mean it it's is. like well that's the thing is this this dog is and i'm I, guys i'm so sorry i keep saying that's the thing like it i noticed that i keep <laughs> I don't saying, even well, notice. that's the thing <laughs> well it's really it's really i'm catching it now and i'm saying it a lot but um yeah this dog it is being deliberate this whole time and it is like luke said it is stalking something this whole time pretty much so it's i don't know it (laughs) oh yeah i hate i really hate that scene i do i will say too because usually like my least favorite thing thing in any movie is as i mentioned last episode is when the dog dies or something yet this is one of my favorite movies ever and a whole mess of dogs die right off yeah, the bat. This is not this movie is not kind to its dogs. Yeah, yeah. but it just kind of but it it just, you know, it's it's very necessary. I mean, the first murders being a bunch of sweet little husky doggy puppy dogs is like, all right, I know the tone of this movie now. And that's mm-hmm. where like and it's, it's, it's not like, like this fuck scene you is, immediately. This is no the scene where you where it really shows you where the effects and stuff come in mm-hmm. that are yeah. like blown away. Like I, I know I'm pretty sure the first time I watched this, I don't fucking know when that was, but I, I do remember when this scene hit and I saw the effects, I was just like, damn, this damn. is crazy. Like, cause it, it does. It, it just like the dogs, like it, 
where it's, I guess, trying to mutate or whatever they said it was doing. Yeah, and... that's the whole thing with uh, this monster is that it takes on, like we said, the appearance of whatever yeah. it's trying to to replicate. And it... I, I don't the... understand why it was trying to replicate a dog when it was already a dog. But... Oh, it was going to be multiple dogs. It was right, going right, to be multiple yeah. dogs, yes. Yeah. Um, and then because... you had... That would have been nuts, though. Yeah, you got yeah. a whole pack of thing dogs. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Thing dogs. That. Yeah. Um. Dog. But dogs. that's the cool. That's the cool thing about this creature. The whole concept behind it is that they can make it. They've got pretty much free reign. Like we don't have any expectations for what this thing is supposed to look like. And I. Yeah. And. Oh, that's another thing. I have a lot of these things that I remember that I read at one point. <laughs> but um, like before the before the release of this movie, I think it was Fangoria magazine that did that said. Like we're gonna have a contest. Um, draw a picture of what you think the thing is gonna look like, oh. and they said whoever gets closest, like by the time this film is released, like gets some kind of prize or whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean that I feel like that opens up so many possibilities when you just got this creature where no one has any kind of expectations really. And you can just go all out with whatever the heck you want it to look yeah. like. And this thing looks unlike any. Well, the, I mean, it's a... The true monster of it is is when it's caught, you know, between mutations. Because it does take time, which I, mm -hmm. I think that's a pretty genius, you know, stroke of the pen there. Where they decided that, you know, it's going to take some time to do this. And then in between that, because one of my favorite, like, I don't know, probably one of my favorite practical effects props ever is when they are uh doc is like examining the thing they brought back from uh, the norwegian campsite and there's like those yeah. two like melded and molded like heads into each other oh, yeah. there on the table yeah. <clears throat> like because it was it was again it was kind of mutating and separating and, and it but it got killed in between you know trying to create these these two people things and yeah, I mean that's man, that's a crazy yeah. prop and scene and definitely one of my favorites probably because it just looks like like I don't see how any computer, any person, you know, could probably do that any better than how it was done. Yeah, and it um, looks like something from Hellraiser. Well, we get <laughs> we get multiple, I mean, we get to see multiple stages of it of the transformation yeah. in places throughout the movie. Like for me, one of the most unsettling moments is when um i think it's bennings i think that's his name the redhead like the balding redhead who who gets shot he might, who gets shot at the beginning by the norwegian um he's when they like get him out in the snow and yeah. he's mostly changed but he's got like those nasty hands. hands that are like yeah. not even salad fingers oh yeah it is very salad <laughs> remind fingers me of, uh, nemesis from resident evil for some reason yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, and then, Resident Evil definitely got some ideas from this movie. Yeah, oh, for sure. So, yeah, so that moment, and when he opens his mouth and does that, like, invasion oh, of the body snatchers oh, thing, yeah. like, that, I was like, this is, ugh, too much. <laughs> I love the sound, yeah, the sound the things, thing makes, too, yeah, that's just so unnatural. Yeah. Almost, yeah, just almost like something from the bottom of the ocean or something. Yeah, it's, um... 
it's nasty and uh the um the spider head thing is another that thing's pretty crazy too that thing's pretty crazy um because i love it when the the, i think it's windows that turns around and looks at it and he's like what the fuck (laughs) he's like you gotta gotta be kidding kidding me me. yeah um because this thing just like oh what is it okay so the head falls off that this is the same body that had this like stomach mouth thing that bit off doc's arms um so we we get like this bubblegum stretchy effect of this the head of the original body just kind of like just what like like sliding off the table yeah it's 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 almost like it's you know stretching and melting off the end of the table like the neck yeah. area is yeah just kind of falls to the floor and then while upside down like sprouts eye stalks <laughs> from from like the neck hole and also sprouts like spider legs yeah um it's it's gross i mean it's, it's gross. cool as hell it's it's cool as hell it's gnarly that's the word i would use it's yeah it's gnarly yeah. um that and, and the... it's not no what were you gonna say oh, i was gonna say that and um i forgot the guy's name uh but the guy who's its head, uh, it, it kind of almost like the the Freddy Krueger head thing, the snake head looking thing. I forget. Oh, it, it, yeah, it comes out of, and it's his face again. Yeah, it's also his head, his actual head or whatever. It comes into the spider thing. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> too, yeah. Because <laughs> there are no rules here. It's right. just yeah. Yeah, there are He's no rules. He's got two heads. He's got spider legs he's got tentacles i don't know they <laughs> there are no rules to this creature that's okay but, that's, that's fine you yeah. know what i think is really interesting uh is the fact that uh or at least what i i pick up on is uh it seems like they also don't know they've been changed no they don't yeah like uh what's his name the, who we're talking about who had the heart attack he uh like he clearly doesn't know but it, it replicated him so well that it inherited uh, uh norris that's his name that it inherited his heart problems too and that's why he has a heart attack so like because even at this point like he's been offered to be in charge and turned it down yeah because he mm-hmm. felt uncomfortable doing it and he was the thing at the time yeah you, well, so, you assume like, so i guess yeah yeah so and that's adds adds more paranoia to it too like i think even uh i, I think mac mentions he's like would we even know we were the thing if we were the thing so yeah. i mean that's mm-hmm. kind of why they another additional reason to do the blood sample which is i have to say the the part of this movie that still makes me nervous and i've seen it so many times it's oh, just a testament yeah. to the to the effect that this scene has on its viewers that like i still get nervous and i know what's going to happen but i get like just as nervous every time yeah yeah, and it's the blood test is shot so well, and, and um, so apparently, <clears throat> an interesting editing technique, uh, or uh, or lighting technique is uh, they put shadows under the eyes of whoever is the thing at the time. Oh, There's they did. Little, apparently, 
As, hmm. I, I know at least an example of that is in the blood test. Everybody's face is well lit up, except for Palmer's. Mm. I would have to go like, back. Yeah. I would have yeah. to go back yeah, and I'd watch that then. Because that, that's the kind of thing... I mean, you spend... Uh, you spend the whole time, especially if you've seen it multiple times, looking for signs. Like clues um, to see, you know, what, yeah. what they may be left to you. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do, too. And man, they're sparse. Yeah, they are sparse. Unless but, there's really something that we're yeah. missing. But I I don't, I'm not sure I don't that. see us three missing it as many times as, we, as we've seen it. Yeah. So. But one additional thing, too, that's interesting, just effects-wise, is... um. So Max doing the the blood count or the blood test, and there's a few scenes where you see him holding the petri dish, you know, hitting it. But the one when um, he's doing Palmer's, they have a fake hand there to have the little thing come out of the the blood. Mm. So he's got a fake. He's he's holding a fake arm of a version of his hand, but they shoot it the exact same way from the previous scene where he was doing someone else's test and nothing was happening. He's like moving his hand around and it's more natural, but like you really can't tell that it's a prosthetic hand that he has in place for that uh, effect. So it, it makes the jump scare even better because you, there's no telltale sign that it's about to happen because it's just a re redoing the same shot from right before that. So you don't, or aren't seeing some effect is about to happen. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have noticed. I mean, how do um, how do they do the little like blood jumping thing? Oh, that's what I was saying. They ha there's a it's a fake. He's has so a it's just hand, a, and they just kind of shoot it out from below. They from, just shoot the hand. Okay, okay. So the it's arm. Just, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. I was trying yeah. to figure out. Yeah. It it's really clever, and yeah, you really wouldn't notice it except when yeah. you're like well, just trying to figure out yeah. how did they do that. <laughs> well, I mean, now that I know, I think you know. Nowadays, it'd be CGI. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, yeah, that's super cool. So yeah, you, that's a that's a jump scare that definitely is earned. It's not just. Also, I want to mention that the guy in charge of these special effects was 22 years old. Yeah, this yeah, was like... So what his... have you guys done with your life? Yeah, this yeah, is like no, one right. of his first big projects. <laughs> yeah. This this was like a kid doing this. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, sometimes... Uh, it, they had Sam, Sam Winston helped out a little bit, too. I know they said that the dog thing is supposedly, specifically, um, puppeted by Stan Winston himself. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for the most part, it's. Uh... I mean, maybe it was just like sometimes it's just the right mind at the right place at the right time. Yep. Kind of thing, you know. Uh, who who knows where that inspiration could have came from, actually? So. Yeah. So Fuchs burns himself alive. Yeah. Some somehow. Uh, I'm guessing. He may have seen something out there and tried to to kill it and got himself killed. Yeah. That's why I like little subtle things like that. I mean, like, there's no real, like, POV character per se that, you know, there's a lot of stuff just happening that you're not allowed to see. Like mm -hmm. the first person who's who is thingified. They show that ominous <laughs> shadow of somebody in an in uneasily marked room. 
and the shadow is basically indistinguishable to it could be anybody mm -hmm. i think they probably didn't even <clears throat> use one of the actors just use somebody random <laughs> around set just so nobody would be like oh that's clearly i know for something. a fact i know for a fact that they didn't use one of the um actors from the crew when they did that um at the very beginning of the movie with the shadow of the yeah, person yeah. in the room the where the dog yeah they yeah. i know that that was specifically um to make sure that we couldn't recognize any of the actors that way even though it turns out it was uh well, actually, who knows who it was? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry um, if you guys are hearing some beeping. Apparently, now is a good time for construction somewhere. I so. do. Fuck hear it, it, it's Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to work, fellas. Yeah. Verizon's been doing employees. stuff, so sorry about that. But yeah, I can't control it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that it turns out that Clark is never affected. Oh, that is sad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're, Clark is um... a very sad character. <laughs> and and Keith David's <laughs> just dogs... like, turns out you're a murderer. <laughs> I was like, ooh, that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this poor Clark. Well, he, like, well tell, Max like, started to lose it for basically... a second there too. I think I think Clark's death was showing that, you know, that the that the craziness was starting to set in with everybody. Like there is yeah. no one that's like the hardened, you know, hero kind of thing. Uh, yeah, even with Mac, I mean, he's just scraping by. Right. He does a lot of heroic stuff, but like he's like yeah, I always you know what he's doing. <laughs> some reason I always forget about the part part in the plot where they all think that Mac is the thing. And yeah. it's really like there's enough stuff there to be like, oh shit. Yeah, he might be. I mean the whole time he really could he might be. Yeah, yeah. I mean you like, never we even know. know. Yeah. <laughs> well, he does test his blood. Well, yeah, but I mean time, I mean like later I mean you know he's still left over at the end so i mean yeah. even up until then technically you know yeah it's down be. to either him or childs yeah childs. Or, neither, Man. or both i mean it could <laughs> or be neither either. or both yeah and they might be so into being themselves that right they, they, they yeah. have no idea or whatever they have no you reason know. to react is the thing yeah but also like um uh I don't know, like the 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 doubt that this movie is able to sway on different scenarios and parts in this movie, like it's very it, by like not showing what happens to what happened to Fuchs. Maybe he was murdered by somebody. It wasn't him taking himself out so he wouldn't be changed, and maybe whoever suggested that was the thing, or maybe and what was Childs doing during the whole finale? He was just lost in the storm, as he says. That's questionable. Or like he says that he thinks Blair he get saw. Changed? Yeah, he, he thinks he that Blair. Yeah, he says that he's he thought he saw. Um, is it Blair? It is Blair. Yeah. Um, and he was like trying to track him down or something. Yeah, you don't really know. And I and I don't and know when, if when were certain people changed? When was that able to happen? Well, there's like. Um, the theory at the end that I kind of find the most uh, plausible, except I, I still have not yet watched this whole time, like for the entire duration of the movie, I still haven't watched to see if this is the case throughout the entire thing. But um, the end when you have 
uh, McCready and Child sitting across from each other at the very end in the snow, in the wreckage. And there's that whole thing that people say about how... He's drinking kerosene. No, 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 no. <laughs> about how you can see you can see McCready's breath in the air, but you yeah, can't see you Child. Can't see uh, you can see and Child's breath. You can't, though. For, yeah, you can. for No, you can't. You try watching it again. You can't. Um, I've seen this movie fifty bazillion times. Watch it, watch it, watch it fifteen bazillion and one more times. And <laughs> I know I'm just saying. See... I, I've, I've watched this movie thinking about that theory too, but I've seen Child's breath. Well, no, I mean at the very end, you can't see Child's breath. That's what I'm talking about. I can see. No, his you breath. can't. You cannot. Yeah. Just go back and look. It's you just cannot McCready, see it. You can see McCready's better because he's better lit. Child's is in the kind of that dark corner, which. At the same time, that might be some signifying of some other motive. Just by, well, the breath doesn't even dark. look real to me. Like the the puffs of air coming out of of McCready's mouth don't even look like natural to me. They there look is at, no way they could have CGI people's breaths in or out. It just like doesn't even look. But it and doesn't even look. In the cold. It doesn't even look natural though. So it's. I don't know. I just. If I'm looking for an answer, then then I'll go with that. I just don't see them. And then they're sharing they're sharing um that bottle kerosene. of whiskey or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now the kerosene um, one I think is a little more interesting, but also well, where do we no see that it maybe it could have been replaced though, like with kerosene? Yeah. I mean, I know they made some Molotov cocktails at some point, but yeah, and. That's why, you know, it gives credence to, like, a theory of, like, yeah, maybe he just had some gasoline for, in a bottle still in case he's maybe ready to throw a Molotov at something if anything jumps out at him. And maybe he's like, you know what, I'm just going to fucking kill myself drinking person or something. I don't know. Or he just had it there. I don't know. Charles walks up and he's like, or hey, is it? take a swig, I mean... idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I see it as like I see it being a test to see if the thing can tell the difference between kerosene and whiskey. And if I mean, I see that, but I don't know about We don't, I don't see know. No it's hard confirmation to... of a switch to see if that is even a, a test, you know. Yeah. Well, one thing and um uh, it's brought up in the in the thing prequel cuz Childs has an earring. And in the prequel, this character has an earring. Um, it was Joel Edgerton's character. And when she sees him later, what gives him away is that his earring's on the side of his head. On his yeah, other ear. This is the prequel, though. I know. I'm just saying, if you really want to. This isn't, the, this isn't it, the actual movie. So, I mean. That could. I'm just saying, <laughs> with that logic, you could easily give. Uh, say that Childs is just a dude, and he really did just get his just lost in the storm. I like to think that happens. I like to think that John Carpenter's looking down on us right now, just cackling. <laughs> He's alive. Yeah, looking down looking on down us from, from his. Where? I meant looking down from his. <laughs> I meant looking down from his throne. His from seat his is what I mean. I don't mean. I don't yeah. mean from heaven. I mean from I like, his. Okay. I, like I see how you John took that. I John see how Carpenter's, you took that. He's smiling down on us. <laughs> no, I meant from his. I meant from, from his seat, not from his, not from death. No, he's uh, he's astral projecting. He, he does well, of course he can. That's, if anyone can, he can. Yeah. 
Um, but at the same time, basically, he's just like, yeah, whatever. All the theories are wrong. I don't care. Yeah, and I think it's intended for you to kind of have your own theory, which is what I like. I like that there's no clear answer as to what's going on. It kind of leaves you with guessing and, to see what, you know, and, and choose your own adventure thing. Like, what do you yeah. want to happen? That's always good and fun. and yeah. makes It makes for a discussion. I mean, if you think of a lot of famous endings throughout, just like, like the, throughout, you know, movies and stuff those are the ones that people just keep talking about you know whatever i mean there's the famous soprano ending and like oh, inception yeah. and like all of that kind of stuff that just keeps you you know anytime i i know as a big sopranos fan anytime i meet anyone else that has seen it it doesn't matter that the show ended over 10 years ago like mm-hmm. we still the talk endings. about that specific thing you know it ends we don't talk about the endings that we know or you know have happened it's this type of ending that everyone still will talk about yeah seven <laughs> well I mean, we yeah, know what happened there's in a that ton one. of them yeah so. yeah but there there is there's a there's a ton that just kind of leave you hanging but you know and, and there are two types of people they're the type that get really upset with endings like that yeah. and they're the type that thrive on them and i'm one of the types that thrives on them i love them I love ambiguous endings. And it's so. okay to actually feel those two ways at the same time, you know? Yeah. I felt that, uh, just speaking of, I felt that way personally about the Sopranos thing. I was like, half of me was like, fuck, I invested all this time. I want to know what happens, like, all this kind of stuff in that. And then, you know, a part of me, even, you know, around the same time or shortly after, it's just like, you know, I'm glad they did it that the way they did, like, it adds to well, like, I mean, a mystique and that kind of stuff, too. And, and that and, kind of thing, at that point, right, hadn't really been done before. Like, it was kind of a bold move to yeah, end a sure. show like that. Yeah, for sure, So yeah. It, it probably would have been... Like, if you try to do something like that now, I mean, that's that's kind of a regular thing now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, when that happened for The Sopranos, I mean, that, that, hadn't, that was a really bold move yeah. <laughs> to make. <laughs> yeah. I'll and no, no, I don't know again. if anybody has seen it or whatever. Let's just not spoil it, just in case, because yeah, yeah. So no one say what, I don't know. We I don't won't. even know if it you guys. Turns have out seen that it, Tony so. was the thing the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he was the thing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he just sprouted eye stalks. Yeah, <laughs> right in the middle of the Anderson, you Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Man, you talk about having people talk about a show. <laughs> <laughs> That would I've, I've that's one thing I I would love to see happen. You know, something like a show like that or like Breaking Bad. It's just like the last episode. Just like someone turns into like his crazy space monster or something or whatever. Or <laughs> Fucking like Jesse werewolf. has to kill Eisen or yeah. Walter. <laughs> I will say. <laughs> Just imagining that. Right I'm not gonna. Damn, bitch. <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil anything, but something's like the closest I've seen something like that happen, um, is season two of Fargo. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm not gonna say any. Yeah. Dirt. Let's not. We won't say anything. No, but no, I will no. say that the closest I've seen to something like that just, just happening. Is season two of Fargo, and I won't go any further. That's just all I'm gonna say. And, oh, and kind of. Um... True Detective, first season, sort of. Sort of. Yeah, maybe it's, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not it's a little as out there, yeah. Out there, but you know, not like full on space alien monster kind of thing, but pretty damn clo- close. Close. Mm-hmm. 
if you read between the lines, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Second season of Twin Peaks. Well, that's that's David Lynch and Twin Peaks. <laughs> that's more. also David Lynch and doesn't count. Yeah. It just progressively <laughs> gets weirder. <laughs> so yeah, um, I guess we'll go ahead and uh, see if there's anything we want to mention any more about this. Um, it's pretty safe to say that this is probably. I know we always say movies are highly recommended. This might be one of the highest recommended for me personally. So this is yeah. definitely one of probably my top three favorite movies of all. Yeah, yeah, it's not a yeah. I mean, movie. I had to go into this saying, like, I'm not gonna gush. I'm not gonna gush. Like, it's not just gonna be a gush fest for this because it very really easily good at that, could be. Yeah, because I I was like, you have to rein that in a little bit and be a little bit critical or whatever. Or at least try to be. But now's the time. So. Now's yeah. So um, this this movie, I I've been calling it like the Cadillac of horror movies. Like absolutely, yeah. yeah the gold that's what standard I call is it. pretty much what I call yeah. it. The same thing. I'll stand know? by it. I will probably always stand by it. I don't care what they throw out. In years to come, I will, I can, I will be standing yeah. by that. Yeah, standing, there's several, like I said, there's several <laughs> movies for me that I would put in, you know, in, in like the golden image or, or gold standard for horror movies. You know, this definitely fits in with that crowd of my personal, you know, um, uh, of those. Yeah, I mentioned The Shining and uh, The Exorcist. Like, it, it, yeah, it I would also throw those groups yeah i would actually that's funny that you said that because i was going to say those two myself um yeah the thing the exorcist the shining um i would throw texas chainsaw massacre in there as yeah well. yeah i mean um, that too and you know some of and, and there's some you know definitive slashers that i throw black christmas in there personally. yeah um yeah. interesting you mentioned texas chainsaw massacre because they were actually <clears throat> in the 70s Toby Hooper was attached to director. Oh, speaking of Toby Hooper, man, Life Force, another crazy alien I, movie. I have not watched that, and yeah, you were telling me about it. I need to. Man, it's wild. Yeah. Like the the effects, and that's really good too. That's another good one. It's a little bit out there. It's, I think it's that's... definitely more sci fi ish than horror, but it's almost of the same concept because you have, um, what Life Force basically is about is aliens. You know, well. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Space but, vampires. Uh, outside of the title, I'll tell you a little more. But uh, yeah, the it's kind of set in a future where they stumble across like an alien ship. But they have these like very, there's like these four, I think it's four, but these four people are in these pods and they're like naked. But they're like very clearly like the cookie cutter, most pristine looking individuals you know they're they hot they're hot they're attractive there's no flaws with them unfortunately they're all like white people but you know <laughs> i said unfortunately you know but in the movie they're supposed to be you know that type of per the, the perfect human and unfortunately it misses the mark of you know that people are of different shades but anyway beyond that point they bring them back you know they wake up but they have to feed off of others to you know basically take their bodies because they, they have to drain their life force you know to still exist which means you know taking their bodies they can you know uh they they eat them sort of by eating them it means to you know 
what you think of like sucking the soul out of someone pretty much is what happens but so mm-hmm. pretty man, people sucking the soul out of average people <laughs> yeah sort of is that kind of like instagram culture right now <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a uh, very toby hooper was looking in the future for yeah. sure in- influencers but it's really good so actually i think he it, uh fell out with doing the thing to make life for us if i i might be wrong but i think that's uh, but they're very similar but they're, they're set in such different atmospheres almost of course but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh yeah the, i it, it's very similar but yeah you brought up toby hooper and that just popped in my head and it's something that doesn't get talked about uh much Throw it out there. Uh, any last things uh, about the thing? Other than, you know, I, again, will say, you know, just like these guys, it's probably easily in my top ten favorite movies of absolute all time. I mean, yeah. I'd have to discuss hard, but it still could be, like, top six, five, even. So Yeah, it's weird, it's pissed off, and I love everything about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, cl- and, you know, we chose it now because quarantine. Yeah, isolation yeah. don't start pointing <laughs> fingers at the don't start pointing <laughs> fingers do the blood test if you have to right, keep calm and do the blood test keep calm and do the blood test yeah. get the flamethrower ready yeah uh, I so, if they just had the flamethrowers there just to clear off the snow i don't know why i was trying to think of why they would practically have it was a cl- it was like a, a state like a sound stage no 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 no, I mean like uh, in the movie itself. Or the yeah. scientists' reasons for oh, having oh, gotcha. why do scientists need to have the flamethrowers? But, anyway. pr- but I guess because they yeah they get so much snow there, just make sure they don't get like you know covered Iced up. In and or that's something. the quickest way to clear. Yeah, yeah. Th- I heard about this man in Fargo a couple of years ago <laughs> who was trying to clear off the snow with a flamethrower, and he got arrested. He said, you can "I'm buy tired of this goddamn Amazon snow." At one point. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I guess like we haven't has anybody seen anything they'd recommend that's either horror or not horror? I was mentioning cool. you guys uh our rewatched Escape from New York uh yeah recently and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it even more. And I guess I've yeah, over the last three days or or weeks, uh I have rewatched uh some of my favorite Kurt Russell, John Carpenter collabs. Mm-hmm. Big Trouble, the thing, and then Escape yeah. from New York. Um, we were just talking about a flamethrower. That reminds me of the flamethrower in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh shit! Which, I've been meaning to rewatch that. Yeah, I watched. Yeah, well, I loved it in the theater, and I hadn't seen it again. I watched it. I actually bought it. I just like bought a copy of it. Yeah. Um, watched it. I think night before last. Yeah, mm. that's a good movie. Yeah, I, yeah, that is it, a wonderful. I, in my opinion, it's probably one of the best movies that's come out in the last like three, four, or five years. Easily, yeah. hands down. Like, yeah, no have doubt. to agree. But um, it's it's not like even I close. remember. Yeah, I remember really enjoying it in the theater. But I mean, I enjoyed it even the second time I watched it. It's yeah, it's fantastic. So yeah. Oh, also, re- uh, was this yesterday or the day before? The days of learning together. I watched uh, Night of the Living Dead. Nice. And that that really hit the spot. My sister yeah. had never seen it before, and she was surprised. That is just flat out I'll... on YouTube, isn't it? Oh, I'm yeah, sure, it's in yeah. public domain. Like yeah. you can watch it. 
Yeah, I think that's no. when I watched. I watched it on YouTube. <laughs> First you time I saw copyright. Uh, what was it? Newman. Uh, somebody at New Library at our library used to work at uh, would have movie nights. They get a projector, set it up outside, and just play like uh, public domain movies. You know, because you won't get in trouble for copyright. Right. And so they watched a lot of. Like Night of the Living Dead, and I think Captain Caligari, Captain, 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 <laughs> the Captain, Captain Caligari. I fucked up both Who? parts of that. Cal Calamar, Captain Calamari, <laughs> the strange basement, uh, the strange <laughs> wardrobe of Captain Cal Calamari. Who is Captain Calamari? <laughs> Sounds like a character I, I, from the Lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Calamari, that old salty dog. <laughs> he spilt his beans to me once. Spilt his beans. You don't spill beans. All right, we could. What? <laughs> Let's not get on a lighthouse tangent because right. everyone will turn it we'll off say, immediately. Let's, we'll yeah. save that for some other time yeah. when we do the lighthouse. Also, also one for that's about isolation. Right? Yeah, yeah, we could totally do the lighthouse. Oh man. Oh, What's the last time you guys saw Cabin Fever? I watched it not too long ago, actually. And by that, I mean like two scene, months ago. Did the pancake scene make any more sense to you? No. I, that's why I was thinking about it. I was like, what the fuck was with that <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> um, it does some food just prompted. You cut out pancake. a lot during that. Nobody heard what you Because the kid just does kung fu out un <laughs> unprompted out of nowhere screaming pancakes. Yeah, something along those lines. I'm trying okay. to think back and remember, but yeah, no. Okay. Just making sure my memory I'm about was... at that point of quarantine right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> to do kung fu screaming pancakes. Screaming I... pancakes. <laughs> Let's see. One, one I watched not too long ago uh maybe this past week was the belco experiment have you guys seen that yeah yeah i, I that's my second time seeing it because i watched it when it came out it's pretty cool too i i recommend it it's uh yeah, it's, i know a lot of people may it. not know about it but it's that's uh, like fairly recently right like yeah. within Gunn, the past five years or something yeah and it's it's about uh these employees are working in you know I forget what country, but if you think of like an isolated kind of, you know, second world country and, but they work for this big corporation. They don't know what they're doing sort of, but the, the building is very isolated too. It's supposed to be like this secret top secret type work. But anyway, it's just like an office setting and, uh, they're in the middle of working and then all of a sudden, you know, something comes over the intercom and, you know, the building starts shutting down. Like these big metal things come over the doors and windows. They trap them inside and, uh, they're told, you know, they have to, they have, what, like, two hours to kill so many uh, of each other, or, you know, turns out there, there's some things that might happen, and I'm not going to ruin anymore, but, uh, it's, it's pretty well, good. It's a, it's a mix between, um, it, a very strange Royale. take on, uh, well, on, Well, I'm like, looking at the poster, and the quote says, Office Space meets Battle Royale, which, if that doesn't get you... If that doesn't get you on board, I don't. Know I would what say would. more. Like I think they maybe... say office space just because it's an office. I wouldn't say. It. I'd say it's more. Yeah. Battle Royale, Royale. kind of mixed with the cube is what. Yeah. Minus the minus the you know each room has a trap kind, of, but that same feeling as the cube. I would say, but Battle Royale mixed with the cube. Is yeah. how I would kind of put. But I would recommend that for sure. 
Hmm. It's got it stars the guy from uh Tin Cloverfield Lane. The guy with the cast. Yeah, on his and that dude movie. from The Walking Dead is in it too. Oh yeah. yeah. He um he whatever James, him and James Gunn like each other a lot. Yeah. yeah. And that guy from Scrubs. Yeah. It's good. I mean, it's fun. It's a fun little movie. It's nothing like it's gonna blow anybody away, but it's it's I mean it's it's a little violent for sure. Um there's some people violent. that like that and some people that do not. Uh yeah. I, I, yeah, do. I, say I it enjoyed like it, so most cool. violent movie I've ever seen. But... No, of course not. But it's 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 enjoyable. Yeah. There there's um, no like mysticism or anything. I mean, sometimes that sometimes violence in the namesake of mysticism can be tolerated more so than, you know, just straight human on human violence. Uh but mm-hmm. uh the cutter made me think of the uh, the end of the Dark Knight, where the people get the are on the boats and they're given the bomb yeah, buttons yeah. and they have to sort make of. a choice. Whereas sort of. they make a they don't make the noble choice like they do in the Dark Knight. Though. <laughs> yeah, like, I I don't want a death on my hand. I'm yeah. better than that, Mister Jokester. And this one's like, get the fuck out of my way! <laughs> I will yeah, end it's, you. It's, uh... I'm gonna kill you. It can show, you know, the that the dark side of anyone could probably come out if forced to. So, but yeah, it's 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 good. I would recommend that would be my recommendation if no one's seen it. You just remind me. I've been watching uh, the third season of Westworld. Oh, I have that. not watched any of that. This season, I will say, is much more linear storyline wise than the I, first season. I can't. Two seasons. Yeah, I hadn't seen. I can't really comment on. Um. That. Well, a lot of them do. I mean, it, 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 I think it adds to it for those first two seasons where it's kind of like fragmented memories, kind of, in a way, going back and forth in time, and then you're trying to figure out, okay, which timeline is this? How closely which... linked is this with Westworld, the movie? Um, basically, they took that original concept and just really expanded on it. I mean, the original okay. Westworld, I don't know if you guys know, is... Uh, Written and directed by Michael Crichton, who famously yeah, wrote yeah, yeah. Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And basically, this was kind of his test run. I mean, it's about a uh, cowboy theme park. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. Like I guess not. Have we? I've seen it. Have you? Has everybody seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. The movie. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I also have to point out in that movie, James Brolin, who's Josh Brolin's dad, uh, is one of the stars in it, exactly like Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah, a little. Yeah, they do have a similar. Yeah, yeah. Depending on what, like um, which Christian Bale you pull out of, but you know, pull out of. Well, not yeah, because Christian not Bale Dick has Cheney been. Christian very, Bale. <laughs> yeah, Christian Bale machinist. has been a ton of different types different of people. people. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll say three ten to Yuma Christian. Okay, <laughs> for the yeah. cowboy uh, similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but uh. So basically, yeah, they expanded on that and um, and made it more of like about the robots' perspectives or the androids' oh, okay. perspectives than, oh shit, that robot yeah. wants to <laughs> kill me. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's done. He's fed up that I've been like murdering him every day and then comes back. <laughs> like, so it, it it adds more. So I mean, basically, okay. all the main characters are robots or androids. Some are humans, and then some. It's like, wait, are they human? 
Yeah, party. that's that's kind of not what I was hoping would happen, but I don't I don't or that it would be about, but yeah, okay. What did you want it to be about? Just having a good time on the on the in the park? Yeah, having a good time and like a big <laughs> Well, thing you get that. Good times in the We're park. We're just having and, a good time in the park. Yeah, you get that and, in the first and season. And robots going, you know, starting to kill people. That's, <laughs> I was hoping for the movie just in an extended, more creative fashion. But um, it's got that there too, basically. I might, um, I might look into it. I don't. I've got. Rebecca, have you watched it? What the show? Westworld. The show. Not the show. No, I have not watched. Oh, you've the seen show. the movie. Okay. Yes. Well, I've seen the movie. Yeah, I won't go too deep in it, but there's some clever stuff there, and it really kind of capitalized on some concepts brought up in the original. Expanded it, and yeah. I don't know. Also, interesting note, uh, Yul Brynner, who was famous for The King and I and Magnificent Seven, he plays the man mm-hmm. in black in the Westworld movie. Yeah, that bald guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he's he, that bald um, guy. He's basically the Velociraptor in this movie, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and also the T Rex at the same time. But um, he uh, uh, when uh, Schwarzenegger was training or was getting ready to do the Terminator, he actually just watched Yul Brynner's performance in Westworld and modeled himself after that. Mm-hmm. He's basically the Terminator in this movie as well. Yeah, like he's a cowboy a, Terminator. Yeah, for he's sure. cowboy Terminator. Yeah, he even like gets his face damaged and stuff, and like you can see some <laughs> definitely. Definitely some uh, Terminator. So yeah, we'll also throw in watch uh, Westworld if you haven't, since we're talking about. Yeah, these. it's a good movie. Yeah. I've never seen the sequels. There was a I haven't either. Future World, and I want to say Space World. I don't know. I don't. I. I, I, I think I, about Westworld too. Is it's not the only theme park in there. You also got like Greece World and Renaissance World. Or yeah, whatever, it's like Bush Gardens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can get murdered by a knight. <laughs> And in the anyway. show, you even get like a, um, a feudal Japan world, and <laughs> oh, yeah, so some, some other stuff. Uh, we won't keep rambling on World War Two <laughs> Water World, Water World. Kevin Costner <laughs> Kevin is just waiting. Right. <laughs> He's a dolphin. Flipper, flipper toes. Anyway, we won't keep rambling <clears throat> about random movies now. Um. Also, I watched uh, High Maintenance. That's a nice show. Not horror or sci-fi. Just I don't think I've I seen like. that. It's on HBO no. as well. No. It's about a guy who delivers weed in New York on his bike. Yeah. Like weed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or weeds, whatever the hell that show was called. Uh, uh, it's not really about an empire, exactly. I don't know. I never watched weeds. I didn't. I never did. My I sister started watching it the other day, and... I thought if I was going to get into, because the only like drug-fueled show I got into was, I got into Breaking Bad, Bad, but I thought Justified would be a good one too, but I never got into it. Oh, I love Justified. I never started, not that I started it and didn't like it, I just have never took the time to try to start watching it, so. I I think you'd like it. It's got a Tarantino vibe to it as well. Yeah, I know I'd like it for sure, I just haven't done it. You should do it. It's got Walty Goggins in it. Yeah, I know. All right, we should probably stop because we Ooh, we, we would do this for another hour, yeah. and people have probably already turned off. So. <laughs> We're just taking notes, like things to occupy my time while in quarantine. But yeah, um, any last quick things? No, okay. Rebecca, did we lose her? I think we did. Oh, she's back. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear either of you. Oh, really? 
Uh oh. Well, uh, I'll say that's probably a good time to just take this episode to the so end. So you can't hear me, Luke? I can hear you. Oh, okay. okay. I was just reading in, in the chat. She said, I can't hear either of you. Uh, okay. Yeah, we'll go ahead and end it here. So uh, thanks yeah. for tuning in, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. And uh, Rebecca says goodbye, too. Rebecca says goodbye. <laughs>